0: privateers welcome to navigating privateer life I'm Nathan have you ever gotten that paper at work one that says like the employee review where you have to choose all the things that you do good and all the things that you do bad how many times are you truthful with that I mean They're asking you to literally give them reasons to fire you on that paper. It's dumb. But. Can you actually answer those questions to yourself on a personal level? So this week's privateer tip is about self-awareness. How self-aware are you? Knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are can take you a long way in racing. And that's not just standard stuff. The oh I know I'm overweight, so I should lose weight. That's obvious stuff. Gotta get deeper. Gotta know yourself so much better. I think in cycling we inherently are taught that through just the general suffering of the sport but we're also taught to ignore it. There's this fine line between knowing you're not good enough and having to come into a race psychologically knowing you're the best. It's a brutal contradiction even harder in racing is you have to be able to be self-aware and be able to ignore it so that you can approach a race in a different mindset. It's the crap you have to deal with as a racer. It's also what we love it. I think one big aspect of self-awareness knowing your weeks, knowing your strengths, is knowing when you can't change something. There are so many times in racing where the weather is bad, or the training you did didn't set you up properly, it is such a crazy thing to train and train and train. And then you are training for a specific race, and then you set it up. Your training was meant to specifically peak at that race, but you burn out. It's the entire season that you've been developing yourself for, say, the national championships, and you don't got the legs that day. You watch it in World Cups. If it's happened to you, it is the most brutal mental torture you could possibly have. There are also other aspects of things you can't control, like mechanical failures, weather, you know, traffic. <laughs> other racers, what they do, while been in the peloton with a squid and, and uh, just know it's not a pretty place to be. Those things get you angry start a fire in your, in your chest and you wanna rage and lash out, but you know there's nothing you can do about it, when you're aware how you feel about that stuff, and you can focus it, and know that you can't do anything about it, you're gonna be able to make the best out of a, a race or a ride or something where things just go wrong when things don't go your way and you get angry you need to look back look into yourself and figure out why this is making you angry it's a bike race you're there to literally come together with other cyclists and just see who's the fastest this isn't the most important thing in the world this isn't your life you still have the other 99% of life that goes on without this so why would this one thing make you rage out so much why would bike braking. I'm not immune to it. I definitely had my fair share of tantrums over derailleurs not shifting properly or crashing in a stupid section because, you know, guys crash in front of me. Or even if it's my fault. Just some things you can't control, and when you're self-aware, you make the best of it. So look at that, figure that out, and you're going to be a much, much more enjoyable person to ride around. Another deep self-awareness problem, why do you ride your bike? Is it because you're escaping something? Or is it because you love it? What are your real motives behind it? I know when I was just out of high school, I loved the bike. But the passion was skewed a little bit. I was broke. I was bored nothing to do nothing to show my friends were going to bars and parties and showing off new cars and their lives were moving forward mine wasn't so I looked backwards I looked backwards to a thing that made me happy I was racing my bike. I could barely afford it. From the bank account get overdrawn weekly, but I would still find a way to jump in with some friends and go an hour to Downeyville or shoot over the hill to Auburn during the winter. Every day, I would spend two, three hours in the mountains just pedaling. I had a nice bike and nothing else so I used that to be cool to other people to make it feel like I was being successful and it helped it surrounded me with like-minded people even though they were definitely more successful than I was they wanted to ride with me they wanted to be around me and it helped me feel like I was a I was progressing in life, when in reality I wasn't. I had no career, nothing special, but but I had the bike. That made me fast. It made me love the bike more than I already did. Finding your real motivation for being on the bike make you stronger. You're not wrong for trying to escape. Realities on the bike You're not wrong for It's the only thing that you can enjoy to get in shape You're never wrong in the reason why you're riding your bike Even if it's to look cool When you're talking to girls at the bar You're not wrong It's what you chose The moment you understand the reason why you ride your bike, the better racer you're going to be. Because you know why you're there. There's no good or bad reason. There's just knowing the reason. Another huge thing that health, that self-awareness helps with would be jealousy. You can turn jealousy into envy quickly. You can take the hate out of seeing someone who's doing better than you. I had a hard time with this when I couldn't ride anymore, couldn't couldn't race anymore, like didn't have any money. I just had my daughter ten years almost. It was about me trying to claw my way back and just riding my bike. I know I could have been riding the whole time but there was so much responsibility on my back that I had to focus on it. It's easy to disappear from your family for two or three hours to get fast on a bike but your wife is trying to work and the baby is taking up all the time and you still have to cook dinner and you're working a crap job with crap hours for crap money and all that just combined is just putting pressure on your home life. That's a brutal, brutal thing. A brutal place to be. So, it was that. And then I tried to come back and we have more kids trying to come back, and then we have to move. And the jobs change, and the hours change, and no matter what, it was just my home life the and priority. And finally, now, for 10 years, I'm back on a bike. So I'm sitting there during this point, watching my friends. Go to the Ender World Series, get full ride sponsorships, and people are just what I feel is crushing it in life. I'm watching bikes change. And I was, when I was racing in high school, when I was coming up in the downhill, I was there when Super D first started, and I was felt that, that was the place for me. And then when enduro came, it was right when I was in the middle of the worst time of me riding my bike, which was I didn't ride my bike. So I watched these, This I watched enduro develop around me, and I couldn't get involved, couldn't get in there. Aggressive cross-country rider at the time. I was still an expert downhiller couldn't get into Enduro because of responsibilities so I'm watching people get these new six and a half inch carbon race bikes the, the perfect bike and then all of a sudden everybody had one and all I ever wanted was a bike like that it was only that I was aware that that wasn't where I was in my life, and everything that led up to that moment was just bad timing. Two years later, it would have been different. That's just not how it works. So I could be jealous. could be mad. I was a little bit. Watching guys who I felt didn't have the same passion in the sport that I did. Getting these awesome bikes that were, God, God, I felt were meant for me. But are you mad at the person? Are you mad at the situation? In a bike race, when someone comes up to the line and they are decked out in sponsors, they get the free bike, they get the kit, the support, but you've been whooping their ass week in and week out. Yeah, I'm, there's rage that comes out in that one, but don't blame the person. You don't know all the went into what they do. You don't know if they do a YouTube channel on the side that has 200,000 followers. They're worth more than kick their ass every day, but you don't know the people they talk to, the people they know. Learn the difference? Don't be mad at the person. Know that that's what you want. You can envy their situation. And once you know that there's more to it, that you can want and not match it with the anger that comes from jealousy, you can get there. You can separate the hate and the anger and you can ask the person how get in with companies that you can ask the person how they did it and get advice even though they're your peer a lot of that is a huge step in just developing yourself and it's hard it's hard to be that way especially when your life revolves around it When you know yourself, you're going to be able to figure out what makes you angry, what makes you. what situations are going to be bad for your racing. You can stay the hell away from it. If you can't overcome it, you can stay away from it. I know a lot of why enduro and downhill are super popular. A lot of it is you're not racing somebody else, you're not on the same course at the same time as somebody else. Have you ever been to the BMX race and watched the 40 plus intermediate class? It is the most horrendous thing you've ever seen in your life. A guy will cut, it they'll, they'll be at a national gate of 8 of them, and someone will cut Someone else off in a corner, and at the finish, you'll watch them threaten, try to intimidate, and generally just bitch about what happened on the racetrack. It is the most, and their their helmets are still on. They're wearing full body armor, and they're just bitching at each other over you cut me off. It is horrendous. It is hilarious. It's horrible. You can imagine a bunch of five-year-olds standing around this this group of old men yelling at each other. It is insane. (laughs) They don't belong out there. They need to find downhill. You can't lie to the clock. You can't blame another racer for your problems when you're racing the clock. Time trials if you can't handle other people, there's racing out there that'll do it. So the deeper fact of this is if you know you are terrible at somebody else, like, I am bad at team sports. I blame the hell out of my teammates if you lose. It might not even be. It could be my fault. Because, what, I'm a good softball player? Yeah, no. But I would be just pissed. So I stay the hell away from team sports. Find those things that make you a horrible person. Just stay away from them. There's the types of racing out there, like I said, cat live and clock. You can be mad at yourself, but you can't be mad at the clock. Stick with that. If you know yourself, then you can step out and understand others. If you can figure out how to understand yourself better, then you can begin with some empathy and knowing where someone else is coming from. There's a few ways this is hugely important. One, if they're your friends or teammates or things like that, then you can help them. You can understand them. In racing, knowing the Problems and understanding the problems of other racers can help you psychologically prepare for other races, how other racers react to certain situations. It becomes a huge tool in your arsenal to be a better racer, especially in road racing, like knowing the general disposition of the peloton. Knowing the aggressive racers around you, knowing yourself and understanding the course. Being able to put yourself in a rival's shoes, you'll know when they get mad, you'll know when they, what's going to set them off, you know where their strengths are, and you can adjust. It also helps you dictate how things go. If you could see a racer as angry mood and they're probably going to do something say attack at a place that you don't want them to or a place that you're not that strong at you can go in and play the psychological factor you can don't always recommend this but taking uh, pages out of many racers and Lance Armstrong or Laurent Fignon, they just happily ride up and start poking poking at the angry guy you get him to attack on the flats because he's pissed and you're in the peloton and he blows up before the climb. And you know he's a stronger climber. There you go. He did it. Or there's a teammate. you can see that they just got rage going and calm him down before they attack on the flat before the climb. There's a lot of different ways to see that. And he also is able to take the, the personal from the racing, especially with rivals. A lot of times someone will do something pretty screwed up on the track, like one point, I was at a road race, and me and my teammate, there's a whole group of kids from another team, There's only two on this team, and we're like, oh, let's let's crush them, take off, and uh, right off the gun, right, you know, we're we're gone, we we're working together pretty well. And we hit. We catch the the men's peloton that was in front of us, and we're on this climb. And I'm feeling good, and he's staying on my wheel. And I was like, "Let's go, let's catch this this peloton in front of us." Well, he looks at me and goes, "I can't hold on. Stay with me." So I. Let off the gas a little bit, and climb up, and then the peloton is gone. We get back on it, do our normal trading off. I do a little bit more work, because obviously, you know, he he struggled up on the the climb. We get to the flats, last lap, near the end, and he, without warning, sprints off my teammate, who I helped up the climb, I waited for. And he wins. Super dick move. And I was pissed. We get back to the cars and I'm just furious. I had to... It took me weeks to not be. <laughs> I mean, we were in a points race against each other for the championship. For the, for the junior championship. And felt like he snagged those points from me. But it was... Uh, it was racing. It took a long time to get over like, being mad at him. Now it's just a story, a lesson learned. One that, you know, we've all been there, but... You have to separate the dickhead move on the course with the person. Because he wasn't a bad guy. We were friends. But, God, what a dick move, right? I think the last... Portion of self-awareness I'm going to get into in this tip. Because I'm sure we can go on for hours and deep dive into everybody's personal self-awareness problems like, I'm so humble, look how humble I am. Well, heard that too many times. The last one is, being a positive person. When you are happy, like truly happy on the inside. You're happy to be on your bike. You're stoked. Like stoke is just the most contagious thing in the in the world. It just changes everybody around you. When you're so pumped about riding a trail or shuttling up to with all your friends and just oh man, you know you know the feeling, you know the stoke how it's just, it radiates and turns everybody else in that level. When everybody's progressing or riding a section or doing something with each other, that it's just, it's just rad. and That happiness factor just makes you this giddy little goofball who can't pull a smile off their face. That comes from just the love of it. And if you can pinpoint that love of riding a bike, oh my God, you will be the raddest, coolest, funnest person wherever you're at. My friend, Trevor, he always had that mentality, always the nicest, most pumped person in the room. And you couldn't help but to just fall into that. Even when he was pissed, somehow he just made it happier. <laughs> Making, made being mad happy. I don't know how it works, but he was able to do it just with his personality. If you look at how, like, if you watched Nitro Circus and at Travis Pastrana's Complex, how was he able to get everybody who went in there To do stupid things that were way above their head. He just created a crazy air of energy. Just filled the air with this energy that made people do things that were above their level. Or progress progress them above where they were at. That comes from knowing what you love about your sport. Find that stoke. And you will be the funnest, best racer there is. It's not going to be easy to find. There's so many factors that always play into it. And sometimes it gets lost. Sometimes you start riding your bike again to try to find it. But you know it's there. Deep inside you, that stoke is there. Find it. Be the happiest, raddest bike racer me.